Hello, welcome to the Free Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends like their team being professional footballers dashed away children, whatever they can find to watch and look at food, have their say on the Premier League. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Premier League doesn't disappoint unless you're a fan of losing teams. <coughs> yeah. When you're disappointed in but their performances, it doesn't disappoint because it's great, great entertainment for you, for everybody, especially when their team wins. Hashtag best league in the world. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Sarcasm anyway. was really, really. There was really, sarcasm there. Yeah. As you can hear by that voice, Darren returns. On time as well. On time? Yeah. 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 Good. Round of applause, man. Round of applause. I made it. No, Mama he, made it. It's free midfield. should be here in the first place. True, 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 true. We'll I mean, it was free midfield last week because Samuel, Samuel decided to, to make up yes. for it. Retweet. And we thank you very much. Hey, retweet, was, though. Yeah. Retweet the pod, though. Retweet. Retweet the pod. Come on, bro. That's Michael. I also yeah. also like the SoundCloud page because more likes, more people actually get linked towards it. So please do that. I mean, sound more enthusiastic when you say shit like that. <laughs> oh, I don't, I'm sorry. I mean, more, more likes if you like the SoundCloud. Oh yeah, page. on Twitter to do that. You might like. Yeah, different, that, yeah, 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 yeah. We will get around to promoting one podcast eventually, eventually. Yeah. But that costs money. Money I do not have. When we get our money, right? Oh. Don't copyright us, call it. <laughs> <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> Gone. Anyway, football. Yeah. Football, cool. football. Where shall we start? We shall start on Friday. Because you got to get down on Friday if you listen to Rebecca Black. Oh, mate. Now it. Yeah. Hey, that go on the elevator liked it. Anyway. This is anyway. Pri- private jokes in the podcast. I mean, you, you laugh. She laughed. We all laughed. He said it to somebody or to Grace while they were on the lift. I, I like how he's over explaining it. I, I ended it there. Michael looked baffed. I went to I was in. I wasn't baffed. I was just saying. I ended it there and you're like, I want to over explain it. In my head, in my head I was he's just, not Grace, you know. In my head, I was thinking, why would you sing? Why were you talking about this song? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Chelsea, they lost at home to Liverpool. Discuss. Well, first, shout out to Samuel Force predicting that his team would win. Oh, what? once again, shout out to Grace. She got, she got the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she got she the score. She gets the score right. Wait, she get what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, she's doing like a, she's doing my next accumulator. This <laughs> is. Um, On the basis of zero football knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. So. For how good we've known Conte to be defensively, he should be very ashamed of his players. I mean, I Gary I'm, Cahill. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I told you guys so, but in the preview podcast where I said uh, he's gone from. Barzagli and uh, Bellucci, Cellini, and Cellini. And Bellucci yeah. to Gary Cahill and John Terry. We didn't, we didn't disagree because you were right. Okay, I, I, you kind of did. There was hesitance. I didn't disagree. I was just saying. I said Gary Cahill's trash. All right, we've yeah. definitely got that down. Hundred yeah, right. percent. Um, this is the this is the thing for me. It's just like I think you're not gonna get anywhere with that defense because you've got a right back who is pretty much finished now in Branislav um, Ivanovic. You have a left back who's a right back. Yeah, essentially. I mean, he's good. He's done a good job at left back, but he's not a left back. Um, and Gary Cahill just doesn't cut it. Funny enough, Graham Sooner spent the whole preview and a half time slating David Luiz, and yet David Luiz had a much better game than Gary Cahill, and he didn't say anything about Gary Cahill. What did they like yeah. to do, Darren? What Why tell the truth when you can push a narrative? There you go. There you go. So, essentially, it's just like. Also, we- bad news for Chelsea because Kubali just signed a new five-year deal. So if he, if he does go to Chelsea, they have to pay much. They're going to have to pay way more well, I mean, money. They wanted sixty million, so I mean, <laughs> there you Imagine. go. But 
it's just it was, it was quite shocking because the first goal i mean i heard a lot of praise for coutinho's cross not to say it was a bad cross but in a much more capable defensive position you'd get hey, you'd do better that than was that. a highlight cross it wasn't a highlight cross <laughs> And it's just it's a shame that they had three players at the back plus an offside story. He even had the calmness to walk back, get himself back onside and all that stuff. But taking it away from the defending, Lovren's finish was actually pretty damn good. I have to admit, the first time Koye, it was, it was a good, good goal. Good yeah, it's just, you can't defend like that. I thought with him, he'd obviously bring in, he's bringing Luis. I didn't agree with that. I'm still, I don't know why they're still taking long bringing in Martin Caceres. He's on a free transfer. Um, should bring him in. He's still relying on John Terry. He's not going to be there much longer. He shouldn't be there now, man. He's finished. And, and Kurt Zuma is good, but he's still a bit he's rash, yeah. raw. You know, it's, it's, it's like they're playing a bit of games right now. And I understand they made bids for defenders, which is fair. They got rejected, so you can't do much about that. But at the end of the day, there's a lot more defenders out there that you can buy. And certainly they're better than Gary Cahill because Gary Cahill is shocking. I'm sorry, but this is, this is the kind of time where you're facing a lot of teams with much more attacking ability than defensive ability. So how about you a team that we've announced since they got Mourinho in being strong defensively from then to whenever why not try and continue that strength and then your the attack is pretty damn good as well as, as it is why not go through that I don't know what's going on with Chelsea right now it's quite it's quite embarrassing I mean would you say a bit of ignorance and naivety he bought Kante and he, he must have thought that Kante would just bolster up that defence though I don't I think that's a bit harsh I just don't think that the personnel that Chelsea have is good enough it's good enough yeah. It's that simple. Midfield going forward, I think is good. I think defensively it's just very poor. They need a, it's like they need to revamp the whole back four. Also, right now. um on the subject of their back four, I'm gonna I think Graham Finnis did make a very good point regarding David Luiz when he did say that if you sign a set back on the very last day of the transfer window late at night, he's not your first choice, he's not your second choice. It's probably not even your third choice. Yeah, he was he was the last bit minute signing because they made bits for Ragnoli and Koulibaly. Koulibaly and they even looked at Benucci as well. Mm. So, I mean, I think we all know that David Luiz has his faults defensively as well. So. Did they need to panic by that? Well, Plus, hold on, so answer that question in a minute. But David Luiz has proven so he's a multiple Liga champion, right? With the best team in Liga. Still have to win it, still have to defend it. Yeah, right? yeah you, you no, but, he, right, he, but. He, he was still very successful to defend. I mean, there was a game earlier this season in PSG against Monaco when he lost 3 1 where he gave away yeah, some of the most atrocious yeah. things and gave away a penalty as well, which it was a stupid foul. Like, he is very, we, very risky. We know he has those ricks in this game where he can have those those games where just everything goes wrong and he's just completely out of position. Like the worst defensive display I've still ever seen is that World Cup where David Luiz, the setback, was doing some stuff in left wing yeah. and Germany were just running through the middle. Like... He, these are always things that he's going to be hit with because he has he's a, done it on the world stage. He's made these big mistakes on the world stage. So he can't go around and not expect that level of criticism. You, you, gone. I mean, we've known for a while, I mean, even prior to the podcast creation, that he was, he's got these skills more suitable for a defensive midfielder. Why hasn't he gone there yet? I think it's too late for him to go there, but I don't... How old is he? 28 now. Oh, shit. I, I, think, I think it's too risky... To I have him be on the pitch sometimes, but yeah, because he has no positional sense, and just like we saw with certain teams against Watford, um, when you move out of position, you leave a whole area clear. Mate, you've got no idea. I know, but we're, I'm not going to get there. Don't worry, <laughs> trust me. You have you leave a whole area clear, 
that's gonna leave space for them. Like Darren said, already Germany, you leave that, you go left wing. You're just you leaving um, Thiago Silva by himself, and as good as he is, that German front line coming forward at you is not easy to deal with in any sense. So again, even in the game against um, Liverpool, it was it didn't lead to a goal, but at the time when they played a free ball and he stepped out for no reason and it essentially left a gap. It's just that the delivery was poor. Defensively, he's very shocking because even if he can tackle. And he's good on the ball. Instead of this day and age, after being out the ball, if you can't have that positional sense, you're gonna leave your time, team in a lot of danger because you're you're leaving an area that is very very dangerous to leave. He's 28 now. You could argue the point that the managers he's played under have all been very attacking attacking minded. Jose got rid of him. That's why they got rid of him. Soon as he got soon there. You could, you could argue that Blanc is is a defensive because well, he's, he's a more defensive, back. Yeah. defensive yeah. manager, but once. I'm going to be you guys. It's PSG. They don't really need to defend that much. Yeah, because in their league, they control most of they the games. Well, not many more. If you go by this year. Well, results. I mean, they, Cavani just slapped four in, in the first half against one team. So, I think, yeah. yeah I think, Cavani I think, will do that and then not score for four or five games. He's pissing me. He's pissing me off. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You were talking about uh, Germany's attacking front line. It's about Liverpool's attacking front line. They did well. Again, what yeah. I really like about Liverpool's front line, it's like, not even just their front three, it's that they're the six from midfield upwards you've got nobody really I would say defensive but because they attack in numbers and in defending numbers they seem to have so much time in your positions area um, and they just seem to they, I don't think they're ever really going to struggle when it comes to um, creating chances to be completely honest um, even though to I think they're they're um, their win against Chelsea was their um, I think they had the least amount of touches in the box that they've had over the last few games but they still were in and around the area so many times they could have scored more Origi could have scored the header they have a lot of good possession around dangerous areas of the pitch and I, I don't think Liverpool are going to struggle to score goals I think I still do think they're quite because so, the goal they conceded, they conceded was still poor for me. Um, set piece again. They switch off and set piece areas all the time. Yeah, and the fact that Matis was able to beat how many players it was there. Yeah, the ball in was. Yeah, he beat a few players. The ball in was fairly lackluster. But gotta give props to Diego Costa. It's a tough finish to make. It's a tough finish, but I don't think he should. The defense should allow that, that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Get to, to get there. So I mean, fair credit to him because he's got the goal again. He's, he's on form. He's but, on form. Absolutely. You know. That's very very dangerous because similar things happen when they have it's like they have a certain number of players back defensively, and then they can't close down one player. It's happened with Oxley Chamberlain as well this season, and then when they had another player trying to close down the four before you put in Andre Gray, and they just if they get that side sorted, then they will be much stronger than they are. So far so good though. I mean attacking wise, they're probably one of the no not probably they are one of the best in the league so far, and second proved, best behind City. Yeah, I can agree with that yeah. to be fair. Yeah, so. So far, so good for them. Um, but I don't know where they'll finish. I'm not. I think fifth or sixth to be honest. But let's. We have to talk about that goal. The Henderson goal. Yeah. I, I, I don't rate him, but fam, that yeah, uh, it was finished. You know, the, li- the listeners will know. I mean, I'm sure most of you have played Pro Evolution when you're doing the target practice and it goes into the right. You have to aim for the top corner and get the red. That's essentially what get it the, did. Get the 500 points next week. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just it, it was such a great goal. I can't. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, he's not going to shoot a light. And he shot, and wow. just It's an amazing goal. I have, to be, I have to give credit where credit's due. It was an amazing goal. So, 
fair play to him. So, you know, Sam Allardyce, you can put him back in the English squad. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, speaking of English squad, somebody who's not, uh, and, I, and it pains me to say this, not, could be in the next English squad, or maybe should be, Phil Walcott. Okay, right. Um, four. Arsenal one four one away from home. Yeah. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? Yeah. Very well. Um, it's it's this because Arsenal do this. Arsenal are Mike Flynn said this the best team when it comes to playing when they've got a man up when they've got eleven and the, the other team's got ten because of the way they play football. Um, and they really did. They really did make. Advice, taking advantage of their numerical difference. Um, I just, do you know what? I think Hull were a little bit unlucky. I think, yes, it was a penalty, but was the red card really needed? Because the red card killed the game, and they're supposed to be getting rid of that sort of like, was it called like double jeopardy? Double double jeopardy rule. Double jeopardy. Yes, when it's denying the goal to an opportunity, but apparently there's a rule where if the if the if the goal is certain. And a defender stops it by using their hands. Then it's red. But there was no certainty because the goal. Because referee's angle wasn't clear enough to see. Because he saw the goalkeeper. And from, from what we saw, it looked like the keeper could make the save. Because yeah. the mm. shot wasn't even that strong. Yeah. Nor, was it, nor was it going straight directly into the corner. Yeah, it was going more towards the goalkeeper's yeah, side. Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough. But again, it is double jeopardy. He's been punished enough with the penalty. Give him a yellow card. I thought it was a yellow card. Yeah. I mean, you put your hand out there. Yeah, you're foolish. You know, you're going to get penalised. But I thought it was your card. That being said, I think the goals Arsenal scored, I think a couple of them were easy, man. A couple of them were, quite, were, made, were made quite easy I for do, Arsenal. I do yeah, want to shout out Iwobi, though. Iwobi was amazing. Iwobi's got a chance, No, man. he's... has got a chance. Very good player. Very, very, very good. good. Looks very good, looks, but though he needs to work on his finishing because he should have... They, they, he should have scored more than... He got one. You know, he got... He, he, Sanchez nicked it off him. Yeah. But there was one chance where he's one on one, and, he, and all he needed to do was put it in the top corner, and he, yeah, shot straight, and he shot straight the keeper. Yeah, yeah. So he needs to work on his finishing, maybe maybe work on his, his passing as well. But I can see the potential. I mean, when your uncle's JJ Kocha, yeah, yeah, the sky's a fucking limit, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But I I don't want to put all my eggs in his basket just yet. Maybe that's the pessimist in me when it comes oh. to Arsenal. But Sanchez, I mean, played up top. Yeah, that, that needs to goals. stop. You've got a strike. You've got Perez now. Yeah, well, this is what I said. Though. Well, I, said I said I'm scared. I'm scared. He's going to put Perez on the bench or mm. play him on the right wing. He's doing it already. He's like Sanchez. I understand that you want to play Sanchez, but you've got a, you've bought a striker. Now you have got two strikers. Sanchez is so ineffective in the middle. Yeah, it's like it's like basically Wenger's like until Welbeck is fit, I'm gonna I'm not gonna yeah, play. He's gonna persist. Yeah, because well, I think Welbeck is the striker he wants to play up front. That means I understand that because Welbeck can hold the ball up and he's very, very quick going in behind as well. He could do both. And, uh, you know, if he works on his finishing, he could be easier to any goal striker season. That being said, I saw him put Welbeck on the left. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing about Vanguard. That's that, it's, I mean, it's hard to criticise. They, 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 they won, won for yeah. one. Um, and I, I don't think Hull should take too much from this because, um, you know, they, they're not going to well, they're not going to look to these games and think these are the ones we need to pick up points. So they, they should be fine. I mean, saying that Mike Phelan get, gets the job, loses his first game. Well, what's this nonsense about, man? Yeah, well, he, he, was he proving, proving to the board that he can give me the job, but now, now you give me the money. Hey, it's a fucking, I'm going to slack off right now. It's a fucking miracle that you won a game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, also, also um, I think the referee had a bad game. Really the referee had a bad game. Because that, that thing for um, the penalty for the whole, 
you don't need nine seconds, nor do you need yeah, the well, well, that? Yeah. to tell yeah. you that that's a penalty that everyone can see. He's taken. I don't care where the ball's going. He's it's the fact of he's taken the player out. Nobody is saying that being a ref is easy. Nobody is saying that people don't make mistakes. But when clear things happen, uh, he, yes, he gave away the penalty, and that was a penalty, so it was a good decision. But it's the confusion leading up to that that could have been completely avoided. Your assistant shouldn't have had to tell you that that was a penalty. It wasn't even that the linesman. It was the fourth, fourth assessment, wasn't it? It was the linesman. It was Lassman. the linesman. got in his ear and said, you have to give a penalty. Uh, yeah, I thought it was the fourth man. But okay, never mind. Let's talk about that. that more. It's good to see that the referees are communicating, though. Yeah, That stopping... Um, what would have been an awful decision. So, I mean, you, you got to give him for that. That Jacques goal. Brilliant, of yeah. course. But I'm more interested in that, in that celebration. With the Apparently, that was directed at Wenger. He doesn't start him. Start Cochrane. Jacko is better than Cochrane. Come at me, because Jacko is better than Cochrane. I think he criticised Jacko um, a few things last game. And uh, yeah. Jacko's got a temper. He's a nasty bastard at times. So, but it's good because somebody needs to ruffle off some Wenger's I mean, feathers. It's not good though. You don't. You... No, you no, don't need that in today's game. Sometimes a bit of friction in football is not a bad thing. It's like when Joey Button got suspended for calling out his teammates for having an awful I mean, dub. Yeah, they got, they got sapped in the derby. And, mm. and then he gets suspended for three weeks for pointing out the fact that you lost 5-1. It's very soft. To your dearest rivals, a bit of rough and tumble doesn't do anybody I mean, any harm. I mean, look at how Watford did, did it against West Ham last, last yeah. week when... They were losing 2-0 yeah, yeah, and Troy Dini said, look, these guys are mugging us off. You see the way he just assisted it. I'm not having that. We're not having that. They went in there, they argued each other, they won 4-2. Look at the greatest teams in the Premier League era. Across History. all eras. History. In football in general, you have nasty bastards running through them that is not that doesn't even have to take a second chance to History, put someone man. out of that. I don't think you need that in today's name. Yes, you do. No. This is coming from somebody who supports a team that's not had a leader. I don't think this is the thing though. You don't need nasty bastards. But you don't need to. You could be digging somebody out. Doesn't make you a nasty bastard. No. It doesn't make you a nasty bastard. If you dig somebody out and they deserve to be digged out, that's the case. I think. I th- yeah, I agree with Darren there. Like some players are a bit too. I think we're a bit, a bit too soft on players at times. In this, no, they are. Don't they be are, wrong. They are very but, soft. There's an ego attached to players now that comes with the comes with the monetary territory. There is. I think so. You can't. In this, it's a hard. There's a hard line. If the player has a leadership quality and and an aggression, inverted commas, great. But you can't teach that, and you can't enforce that. I think. I think the role of the leader in football match and football teams have changed now in a way because it's not so much the captain, it's so much the best player in terms of what they do on the pitch to produce things. Mm. Because in this day and age where we've got now, you've got Ronaldo and Messi who are not captains of their clubs, but they go out there and obviously outshine everybody. Because I mean that's. If they are that, that player but then Michael you could always say that, that that isn't necessarily a new era thing if you go back to Beckham uh, England against Greece captain wouldn't say he's the biggest leader of that England team that had Rio Ferdinand had Sol Campbell and all those players mm, but, but he led by example yeah because the manager, but the manager of Soma was a leader that's 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 why I, well yeah he wasn't a leader to be yeah, fair he, he wasn't, wasn't a leader but he no, led no, by example no, in his performance but then, that's another but then you know it's, you know it's England's image England it's image Sol Campbell should have been captain been. even though he's you know, Tory but well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, he's, he's not. He's not lying. He's not lying. Right. Anyway. 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 We'll just skip ahead. Good match. Leicester. 
back in form after the Champions League win as well. Slimani. Slimani. This was a good win. Slimani. 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 This was the a Algerian good. connection. Mm. Mm-hmm. Between Maras and Slimani. It worked well. It did work well. Two things. One, loving that there are more North Africans and Africans in general in the Premier League. A big advocate of that. Two, um, this is a good win for Leicester because Burnley would have tried to not give them like any problems attacking wise. Their their job would have always been to try and show up shop first. Um, so it was good to see that Leicester can find ways around these teams because it, it was looking like they were gonna maybe struggle a little bit breaking down teams. Having said that, Burnley are not fit for the Premier League. And um Sean Dyche isn't fit for the Premier League on this current Burnley team regardless of how good he thinks he is. Um, and if he does think he is better than Burnley or he should have a better shot at the Premier League, when, it's not if, because let's be real, when somebody gets sacked in the Premier League, and it will be from a lower half job, throw your hat in the ring. Because that, that Burnley team hasn't got the strength and depth to, to step in the Premier League. Stephen DeFore, who'd been like basically injured, for the last three or four years, cost him much bigger moves than Burnley. To be quite frank, um, is their best player. Like they, they, they're not long for the Premier League, unfortunately. But it was a good, it was a good win. Unfortunately, unfortunately for them. But like, I don't, I don't even care for them, man. They can, they can suck out. They're That's dead. The manager's a victim, yeah. which rubbed me up the wrong way, and their team plays an archaic style of football. Yeah, I'm yeah. playing 4-4-2 and I'm playing, don't give me that bullshit Leicester won league with that nonsense Leicester, they Leicester, did with the league with they, that no, no but they, they did but they, they, they worked it worked honestly like even, if they, no, even if they played 4-4-2 it worked for them because the way they played football and the way people t- opened up to them and let them play the they high play line the it, worked football, yeah. it worked for them it worked for them that's what they did against Club Bruges that's what they did in this game as well but then you could, you could say that Burnley played 4-3-3 against Leicester got their ass handed to them they're just not good enough it doesn't matter what formation they play yeah, basically, this is real life. This is an FM. Um, so it doesn't really matter what formation they play. If they're not good enough, which they clearly aren't, nothing's going to change. The personnel isn't good enough. The manager isn't good enough. The, the gap is too big and they didn't spend enough money to bridge that gap. Uh, Burnley are down. Yeah, I mean, my issue isn't information either. I, I understand keeping shape defensively. I, I respect that because, like, I don't think some teams do that well This is in the league. I think some someone like... Um, um, Bournemouth didn't do that too well against City in terms of when their player stepped out but when you're keeping shape doesn't mean you sit back and defend for 90 because you're not going to make any progress and he's trying to get a goal they weren't going to do anything but exactly they, they had no intention to yeah. go and score and considering they came up and they were like oh we've got this striker that scored 20 plus in the league or whatever blah, blah, blah. if you're not going to let him he's not going to utilise him the right way and then get forward to score goals what are you going to do because you can't spend your your home games trying to play counter-attacking football and hope for a win and then go away against a team that's better than you and just say, oh, well, we're going to sit back and try and get a point. Because you can draw 20, you can draw all 38, you won't stay up. So, I mean, where does the level, where does it drop, where does it stop? Because you attack to Liverpool. Don't be afraid to attack. Get a goal. You you, you can surprise a Le- this Leicester squad team and you never know it can happen. But, I mean, Leicester deserved it because it was easy for them, man. It was a walk in the park. It was, it was quite simple. Walk in the park for Leicester. Walk in the park for the champions, Manchester City. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was. It was. It's, <laughs> ob- it's obvious. It's really obvious. Jesus. But above all else, what there was worries... no buffering period for Pep, was there, man? Jesus Christ. What worries me is just the synergy that the team seemed to have with his tactics at the minute. And the way that they're playing is so attacking. 
You look at their team sheet. They have Fernandinho as the one guy defending. As you got them defend. Yeah. And then you've got <laughs> the back four. You've got the back four, and you've got everybody. You can see you've got five in defense essentially, and five in attack, and they're just blowing away teams. Uh, they're just they, it's ominous. But let's not lose sight. When City last season started the season, they they went four games unbeaten without conceding the goal, and they then finished on the same level points as an awful. Awful Manchester United team. Um, I'm not saying they're saying what happened this year. I'm just saying let's not count our chickens before they've hatched. Um, but also, Bournemouth played the game. They they let City. They let City get too many chances. The first twenty seconds, they had a shot goal. First yeah. twenty seconds, they had a shot goal. Shot goal. But Kevin De Bruyne is just showing everybody that he is the best attacking midfielder in the league. In better the, than matter. Better than Ozil. He's the best he's, a, he's just he's he's completely different different um, level. Also, one more thing. Um, I want to compare Iheanacho to one of my favorite strikers of all time, Who? and not in terms of he's going to be as good as, but he reminds you a lot of them. And that's with Anistoy, penalty box striker. He's always getting chances in the box. Uh, I think he's got like 11 goals in 13 for, for Manchester City. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievably good. Mm. And he's not, he just, he sniffs the chances that out. starts, by the way. He's played more games. But in yeah. terms of start, when a, he starts, and he, he gets goals when he starts. So that's ridiculous. That's what you need. That is a ridiculous level. It's not a bad decision for, for Pep to, to have. To yeah. Between, it's just, I know mean, it's going to be Aguero, but still, not a bad backup. Also not a bad person to learn off of. Exactly. Like, Aguero is only 34 goals off of City's all-time record as well. I think he has the highest goal-to-minute ratio well, of all time. That, that, that record was hard to reach, to be fair. Yeah, of course it is yeah. hard to reach. <laughs> um, but it's just like... He broke Tevez, didn't he? Tevez had the record before. Yeah, Tevez, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of goals at the Etihad. Or the empty ad, or you know, whatever. It's not empty so far. It's not been empty so far. Man. Champions League, that like, 30,000. All right. Put it on the In the Premier League. I'm not I'm not trying to point score. I just I feel like. You don't have the right to, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. But I feel like if you're a Manchester City fan, go watch the team because you're seeing some amazing football right now. Yeah. You're seeing some amazing stuff right now, and you'll be a fool not to go and pop your head around the corner and see it. I think, but as, as good as they were, because they, ph- they were phenomenal, I can't even. Chat BS. They were for equally bad. Yeah, I mean they played too open for for them. Way too open, and again, you're trying to keep shape. You're keeping shape. You held on for a bit until they scored. The free kick it was a smart free kick, so you know, fair dues. But it's simple things like a player again moving out of position. It's this basics of defensive movement. You stay into your shape. You don't make you don't open gaps. Like as great as the Buenos Buenos pass for Gundogan's goal, goal was amazing, and the link up play between on the left side and then playing. The, but again. It's a case of you have players rushing out. It's almost like you're playing FIFA <laughs> when you're the, the not players. seventeen though. Oh well, seventeen is much better. But in terms of that, just running towards the player for no reason. And Looks like you're playing pro. Well, yeah. Fight, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was, it was it was it was quite comical to watch. Another comical thing I said it to you already. Daryl was here when I said it. Um, you heard Guardiola say that that was the toughest challenge they've had so far. You know that was a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a dig, and it was just like. Okay, because I didn't watch the match. Like I said, I didn't watch much of the day. I saw the goals on Twitter quickly, you know, quick 30-second clips. I was like, ah, these are wonderful goals. Cool, cool, cool. Now, I watched the match. I'm like, 
they had they were four 0 done. They had their first highlight and they hit the bar and then it was a little scramble. It was offside and all that stuff. So they weren't they weren't the best team we played. I know you're I know you're becoming a city bum, but just take it on the chest. And it'll be easy. Relax yourself, okay? You're doing well so far. This, you know, quarter to Tottenham beat you. So, raw, okay. I think I do think Tottenham will be the first team to beat them. That's what I think. No invincible season. No, no, no. Only Arsenal or Kings of the Premier League to do such thing. And then start losing for Tottenham. Shout players. out! But um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, the City were phenomenal, and um, Raheem Sterling was good again. So I'll give him praise, yes. even though his finish was dead. I'll still say, I'll say that straight. Still scored. I, saw, I don't think he's, I know he scored. scored. I know he scored, but the, that that was a yeah, dead finish. Dead finish. That it was, was shocking. We all know he's right footed. I am glad to. Bro, see he's right from the goal, man. I I am glad to see his. Um, I'm not glad for City. His, uh, yeah, I know personally because you know, yeah. you know these these uh, press yeah, people yeah, are trying yeah. to yeah. press people are trying to give him shit for buying his mama house. Like, yeah. That's not the dream True. for everyone. True. Yeah. Um. Like it's good to see him showing that he can play, um, and also like seeing these people, these pundits, these pundits that were ripping him to shreds for every little thing for leaving Liverpool and all that sort of rubbish. Now slowly starts to say, "Oh, he's good." Yeah, the other yeah. It just shows how fickle people can be. I'm glad that Guardiola showed some faith in him um, because his confidence yeah. was clearly in the in the shitter after. I mean, England. apparently, I think it was uh, when he was in England. After during the uh, Euros, he, he called him up and said, "You're you're going to be yeah, running man." So yeah, yeah. So, well, he did. That's he, a massive. He did. went to Bayern before they got Douglas Costa. It was between him yeah. and um, Douglas Costa when they went. Oh, Douglas really? Costa. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Pep knew. Apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting, I'm waiting for Lire Sane though to you know. Oh, what is fit? That's gonna be a problem. Yeah, it's, it's be a long. But then again, I think. But the the thing is, I think Nolito will lose his spot will see because Nolito was wait, was stupid mm-hmm. again. And you you've been in good form, so you had the chance of challenging, and then you went and done something stupid like that. Essentially, you're now you're rest your team because what you did was stupid stupid behavior. So um, was it straight red, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the head butt. So I mean, to be honest, who, the opposing guy started. He pushed him. Yeah, yeah, he pushed him, but he pushes you. He's gonna get your card. He got booked for that. He got booked for that. You see, pushes you don't. You're gonna react, obviously. You're gonna be annoyed. You're but winning, but yeah, you're winning for no. Don't swing your head at him. <laughs> That's another level. You've taken it way too far. Push him back or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just argue with him. Don't go head to head and try and don't headbutt him. Don't yeah, it's dumb. It's very dumb. But yeah, congratulations, C. Oh, that's a that's a child. Dab. Oh, that's a that's a child. Dab. Oh, that's a made it four two. West Brom, West Ham. That's my boy. Um, sure. right, okay, before we talk about the eighth wonder of the world, which is West Ham scoring four goals. West, um, Brom, West, Brom. West Brom, even. Before we talk about the eighth wonder of the world, which is West Brom um, scoring four goals. Jesus. Yeah, okay, that was pointless. She's sick. Uh, but. Send for man. Okay, West Ham need to sort out the defence. First, first, first things first. Transfer Bef- windows closed, friend. Coaching. Some of this is co- a lot of this is coaching actually. Mm. A lot of this is Pele's past their peak. Musaku, twenty-two years old, six point two million from Olympiakos. Garbage. Awful. Penalty, not garbage. Not just garbage. Hot garbage. That penalty he gave Hot away was steaming pile of like, bullshit. What are, you, what are you doing? You're not. You, your head. You move your arm and there's no one there. Like, there was nothing. He literally could have just headed it out for a corner. It's actually more effort for to do what he actually yeah. did. What I also don't understand is why you've spent so much money on attacking players and you didn't think to buy another defender and you still persist with James Collins. James Collins doesn't even get into the best Wales team at the moment. Yeah, that's 
and they play three centre backs. Nah. They play no, they play Ben Davis as yeah. the third centre back. Yeah. yeah. Like James Collins is not he's not where he's not the level of West Ham wanna be. If they're completely honest with themselves, like Bonner is which the Reed can be, but they're never playing together. His first choice back four never has Winston Reed and a goal player. It's always James Collins and the other one. Maybe it's just down to his, his uh, ex- Premier League experience that he's playing. That's though. BS as well. That's the 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 whole. Or maybe maybe he likes an old 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 and goldie. The whole notion. The whole notion of Premier League experience or needing an older man at the back. Only works if the person's really good at what they're doing. Absolutely. You know, you've got to be organised to be a defender. James Collins makes... James Collins and Misaku make mistakes throughout. Throughout the West Ham performance. You've got the Rondon goal, which is Misaku and Bonner and Collins all making a mistake as a chain reaction leading to the goal. You've got Chadley's goal where they left all the centre-backs... Literally, and I think Lanzini was the deepest player. Yeah, and he's the number the, the number ten. And what I just completely didn't understand. So you could get Feguli, you could get Ayu, you could get Gokantore, you could get Kaleri, you could get um, Simonizaza, but you can't. But you can't get another centre back. Yeah. Even um, even the goal, the third goal, who James McLean's goal, you don't. It's criminal when it's set piece to leave any player unmarked. Because any little bump can get him in. He just stood there and he moved his foot. He moved his foot out. That's the easy goal he's gonna get. He didn't have to do anything. What was it's the pressing? What was the pressing for the first shot? It was yeah. clear. It's just it's embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing. And also, I I want I want to call out some West Ham fans. One, stop fucking stop fighting and arguing over standing in your stadium that you were gifted. Gifted. You pay two point four million pound rent a year, taxpayers' money in the poorest one of the poorest boroughs in London. And you're sat you're arguing over standing. Two, it's bullshit, isn't it? When you put it that way, it's absolute bullshit. Two, I'm not being funny. I'm hearing people go for paye in these fan cams that they're doing. Saying what? When the problem is clearly at the other end. Well, when it's well he's not he's not playing well enough, he's not um, he's not pointing it all in, his head's been turned. You're not watching the games. Didn't the man sign a four year contract? They're not, they're they're not watching watch the games. Wasn't he, wasn't he their best player yet again in this game? <coughs> They're not watching the games. There's a level of football fan that wants your attacking player to do everything, or your marquee player, or your best player to do everything, regardless of what goes on behind and in front of him. May that do this too with Pogba. We'll get there. I know, I'm, it was just an explanation. <laughs> I'm done with the main eight fans, but we'll get there, alright? But no, don't shout me, bruv. I'm just let's do it, bro. All right, cool. All right, we'll go outside and let's go. Darren, it's one in the midfield. It's one in the midfield, bro. Am I pausing the? No, no, no. Continue, fam. Continue, fam. No, it's one in the midfield. Let's go. No fighting's actually happening. No beef. Spoiler alert. But um, it's a blind faith. I'm joking. Yeah, it's just you let West Brom score four past you. Three in the first half. And a counter attack. Four. West Brom. Perennial last the match of the day. That's what I'm gonna say. Might drop, yeah. Done. Yeah, I mean, let, 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 let's talk about. I mean, what else is there to say? No, I, 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 you, you say. I remember your, your phrase from the uh, beginning. What? Why tell the truth when you can push a narrative? Apparently, Slavon Bilic is up for the sack. <laughs> Who's gonna come in? Telling you, it wouldn't even surprise me. 
just because I know how fickle. What? What? They what, are. what, what okay, right. Before, before Hughes, nobody's before even we, mentioned Hughes yeah. after the sack yet. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they conceded four to Palace. Pardew as well. For the easiest goals as well. Palace oh as my well. god, man! It, that, that is that is proof. Well, yeah, Pardew, that, that, Pardew. Get, that games don't need goals to be. Uh, Pudge won't get because his team just slapped four. So, you know, I mean. Yeah, that, that's going to save him for another week. Yeah. <laughs> week, month. But anyway. Goals in the game does not equal exciting football. It's fucking dead. My God, Darren. Hungry bastard. You hungry, hungry hippo. That's not your food. You can no, eat it. I'm not eating it. I was eat a joke. It. All right, cool. cool. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Slavin Bilic might get the sack for us if the press get their way, which they always do. Yeah. Let's talk to him. Let's talk about a player that's always stayed outside of the press. And he's got his 600th game in the belt. Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry won the game with Everton. The personification. I'm just going to sound really mean. I know we're shitting on his parade and shit. But, I mean, shit on it. But Gareth Barry is the personification of English football mediocrity. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. We're all lads. That's all you need to do to be successful. Any lads for them. I mean, let's face you it. You just have to be 5 out of 10 at everything. I mean, when it came to penalties, like 2006 to 2010, 10 out of 10. Always top bins. Always top bins. What? He's a, he's a reliable footballer. He's reliable. That's, that's what he is for them. I mean, that's why, I, like. that's why I Coleman's using him because he does the role well. He like Coleman came out and said that he's the only player that he had faith in when he started. Uh, Everton. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Nice, yeah, nice praise. Because the thing is with Gareth Barry, when you tell him to do something for you, he's going to do it. Especially to the best of his ability, anyway, in, in way he can. I mean, offer himself. That's why. That's why. He, that's why he works well for Everton. Seven out of ten every game isn't bad, but sometimes you need ten out of ten games. Of course, yeah. of course, but just to shake it up a bit. Yeah, but um, what you need, what you, at the same time, they've got players that they expect to be the game changers in that team. He's he's not a game changer. Not at all. He's just a clean up. And let the rest do the moves. To kind be of fair, Yukuba which is fair, Yukuba Sen was doing better at that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, but you know he's still doing he's still doing a decent enough job. Yeah, for him. Yeah. That's why that's why he's there. I mean, Kuma is no fool. At the end of the day. If he just, if someone's not doing well, he'll drop him. I'm not so, saying that Gareth Barry's a bad player. I'm just like it. It upsets me that he's going down in history. He's gonna break on the, the record on the same level as listen to what, the names. What most Premier League appearances. Yeah, he's, he's got the most. He's on the same level as it's him. There's Frank Lampard. It's Ryan Giggs. He's got no right to be anywhere near those two names. But such is the way it is. He's, a, he's he's gonna be. I I, I I I see what you're saying. I don't find it's deep. Just appearances for me. So I don't me because I don't find it deep. Plus, at the teams he's played for, without being too disrespectful, there he's gonna get starts there. I mean, Villa essentially became captain, and then you know we just saw what happened to Villa. That was Villa during the Martin. Yeah, but but he already was already established and had an armband by then. And when he when they came in, they didn't sign anyone to replace him. True. So you know, and to be fair, like we said at that time, he was actually doing a good job for them. He wasn't a bad player. That's why he moved. He under moved to look. Was it Liverpool? Yeah, Gareth. Because because Rafa Benitez saw Xabi Alonso to get Gareth. Which which was. Which was you know, but then he went to Real Madrid. So well, like I said, when when Real Madrid come calling, you're gone. So unless it's the hair, of course. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah. give the game its due credit. Um, mm. Negredo fouled 
Stecklenburg and yep. uh, it was an absolute disgrace that goal was allowed. <laughs> and then Carol Harry's goal, Ashley Williams gave uh, what's his face? Uh, Victor Valdez the Undertaker big boot. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Beautiful. Pretty much. Christ, you took you know, him out. There is. I saw because the greater goal from where I saw it first when it was in like normal, normal motion. I thought it was a, a fair goal because I saw the fans complaining. I was like, listen, you guys are being too soft on goalkeeper. They don't like he was near him at all. Yeah. And then I saw that he headed his arm. <laughs> so it was like, okay, that's a foul. But. To be fair to referee and the linesman, I don't think they saw from that angle. So, I mean, you know, but it shouldn't have been given a goal. But, you know, I, and they still, I still do think sometimes we're a bit too soft on goal, for goalkeepers and they get away with a lot. So, even though it, still, it, wasn't, it shouldn't have it been a goal. It was good to see it change. Yeah, for what once. I was, say, like, yeah. I was like, ah, shame. Um, but apart from that, the way they, re, they re responded and they rebounded was very good. Um, Seamus Coleman's goal was actually quite decent as well. I'll, I'll give credit to that as well. Yo, I want to shout out the little partnership that's been between Yambalasi and Lukaku. Oh, that's yeah, looking yeah. nice to watch. That, that, that's looking, that's old-fashioned wing play that I like to see. Looking tasty, my friend. Just I think tasty. I think Lukaku's more happy with the fact that now he doesn't have to go onto the right and try and cut in. Yeah. He's got Martinez someone... Martinez trying to be smarter than he actually is when he yeah. comes to play football. He's done that. He played well against Arsenal, against Kieran Gibbs. But that's all, all basically, um, Martinez did was like, right, okay, Who's the smallest defender in the Arsenal back four? You. Right, Lukaku, you go there and we'll just pump long balls over to there. Hope that Stephen A. Smith gets the second ball and you run in behind. That was what they did to beat Arsenal. I mean, was that, I think that was simple because that's an easy yeah. thing to do. Simples. But yeah, looking good for Everton. I mean, if you want to push a narrative, maybe uh, Karanka's up for the stack next time. No, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. I'm joking. If you really want to push a narrative, I said that for a manager that doesn't need to be taken and never in this job, if you really want to push yeah, that yeah. yeah. I mean, if they, if they, if David Moyes lost against Watford, he would have been fired. He would have been fired, but no, not, not Mourinho, right? Yeah, so if yeah, David yeah. Moyes would have spent eight nine million on oh, someone who's clearly not worth that money. Apparently, David Moyes. Anyway, that's it. we're going to talk about that, that game, of course. Something else. Where, Watford versus Manchester United finished three one. Watford. And guess what I said? You remember at the beginning when I said Isaac success is going to be the guy. He, he came on for like 10 minutes as well. Did his damage though. Did his damage. I just wanna... Isaac success. Was it, who scored Zuniga? Zuniga, Troy Dini. Zuniga, Troy Dini. And Kapui again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all the positives. I've got a lot to say on this. Well, not too much, but I've got quite poignant things to say on this. Watford. You have 10 minutes. Out for... Well, for that four and our battle with Man United, um, they were very, very good, um, and they deserved the win. That being said, there's absolutely more. Only five seconds of, of on Watford. Do a bit more than that. Man. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Don't need some Man United bias here. Man. I'm not being. I was gonna be really scathing against Man United to be completely honest. Can I up? Um. Right. That being said, there was almost like Moyes era comical defending at times from Man United. Like when Smalling and De Gea got in each other's way and the guy nearly put the ball in and there. Um and also just the goals that Man United conceded, um if you look at through recent history, you look at Feyenoord, this goal, they conceded the exact same goal. So they conceded the exact same goal in the last two games and that's through cut backs from my positions. Um, first one obviously um, Martial loses it he's fouled yes um, and they win the ball up high up the pitch 
that's fine. Well, you can't really do much about that because they've already got the the, the um, positions to make that happen. But you look at the second goal, well, no, the third goal even, with um, Zuniga, when you've got Fellaini and Pogba in the box, but you've got nobody who is outside of D, where the DMF should be when it comes to covering um, cutbacks. And what I think the issue is, is because we were playing, essentially we're playing three in midfield, but one is a number 10. You've got Rudy's playing closer up to um, Ibrahimovic because Mourinho said that's where Rooney's going to play. You've got Fellaini dropping deep. So, and he comes sometimes, sometimes wrongly, he drops in deep behind, um, well, on, almost on the same line as the yes. set of backs. And he doesn't need to do that unless we have possession of the ball because it gives the wing-backs license to go forward. But he did that while Watford had the ball. So that then essentially leaves Pogba in the middle on his own against a midfield three. That's three and one. Everybody knows that Watford have then got enough room to pass round. Hey, 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 hey. But that one costs more than that three. So technically, technically, he should do better against all three of them. Because that's how it works. Yes. um, Yes. But um, I think the issue here is I I don't think Mourinho has quite got who his best midfield three is. I think... For games like that, I would like to see a bit for free. This is a bit left field of Michael Carrick, Timothy Frosty Mensah and, and Pogba. Very left field. Because I... Cause like, Car- no. Carrick, Carrick, Carrick positionally... Carrick, Carrick, Carrick positionally is fantastic. Like he, and he dictates play from deep and he organises from deep. Blint should be playing behind him as well. Smalling is good... But Bay is better at Smalling what Smalling is good at. And Blind is better than both of them at organising the defence. Yeah. So Blind has to play. Carrick also needs to play for the same reason. He organises the midfield. There's a lack of organisation from defence to midfield. And that is also making it harder for us to create chances. But the reason why I say I think Timothy Fosimensa should play is because he can go around. He's got energy to win the ball back. Because Fellaini can win the ball back. But he's not as good and he's not as mobile as Fusimensa and he doesn't command and I think you would say Ander Herrera could do that role, but I don't think he um he has the presence that Fusimensa has. Obviously you could say Schneidlin does that, but I think Schneidlin is better, deeper. Also I think Schneidlin the Schneidlin that may not is a very different Schneidlin than that was at Southampton. And I don't think that, that chance is gonna work. I mean in terms of Carrick, there was pictures of him after the game playing uh, just one twos with uh or training essentially he was with the, he was with Blind and the coach I'm not sure who Rui Faria? no I don't think it was Rui Faria it was a, it was a bald headed white guy no I don't know who yeah no but that's not beside the point um, yeah but maybe he's just been a bit ostracised right at this moment cut off well I don't from the, I, from the main th- team this, this is, this is I mean, what thing with, sorry here's the thing with he goes into dressing rooms and he always feels the need to pick on one just to, just to show that he he has the power. But that that one is Bastian Schweinsteiger. Which I do not agree with that. I don't agree with I'm that. sorry, but... But does he need to do that? Because he, he always he, risks losing his dressing Do you know what? Do you know what? Let me, I'm going to say I something. Mean, Carrick, so, I agree with that Carrick should be playing, but he, if he's trading off with, with players after the match is finished, especially after a loss and away from home, that seems to me that he's he's been pushed out of the dressing room. I want to say something controversial. I think there's a possibility that if... The fallout that happened when um well 
he dropped Casillas at Real Madrid. If that didn't go as badly as it did, I reckon the person that he would have ostracised would have been Wayne Rooney, simply because of the symbolic nature of, right, this is a new regime, out with the old, in with the new. Um, I mean, he seemed that way, like, when he when he first, I think it was one of his first, I think it was his first, well, he, didn't, he, he said, didn't, he didn't, we really isn't going to play midfield, and he yeah, was like, well, where is he going to play then? Well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't then criticise Wayne Rooney as a footballer. He just said he's not playing in the field, which I'm very happy with. Because I've always said his short passing, for me, isn't good enough for somebody who should play in midfield. He he's a lot much better further up the field. And he did make the point that it's easy to make long passes with no pressure on you. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot better for him to be playing further up the field. But I think the, the issue with Man United is that, one, they don't know the system. They're not sure if they're going to play 4 3 3, not sure if they're going to play 4 2 3 1. Um, and. I think tough choices are going to be made. People aren't going to be happy with those choices, but it needs to be made for the better, better of the team. Is it? Two, I think his treatment of Martial and Shaw is a little bit puzzling. Um, Martial got a concussion. Anybody that knows my viewpoint on this, concussion. get him straight off yeah, sure. because it's, it's, it's dangerous for their long-term health. And Luke Shaw... Is more is the one of the more consistent players in United at the minute, and the problem isn't him. Yes, he was caught out of position for the first goal. Yes, he could have pressed a little bit more in certain situations, which he pointed out. But I, I think he got digged out when other players could have been digged out for almost exactly the same offence. Um, also, I think there there are players that made that team that just didn't show up. This is this is why you need organisation in the team. Because it's why I think Carrick should start. Because uh, yeah, because Carrick Carrick and need to start the game. Simple as that. Um, you've pretty much covered that part. So I, I think my thing is this: um, when certain players aren't playing well, you know they have to be dropped, okay, or whatever. I understand it. So again, I'm here talking about Wayne Rooney again. Rooney, right? This isn't even new. This the Wayne Rooney should have been dropped in. Started when Fergie dropped him. For yeah. tactical reasons against Real Madrid. But, that is when this all started. But this is this is the problem for me because it's like some fans don't know what they want and it, it's like they, they want one thing which in unison is they want really dropped. It's like, okay, what do you want to happen next? Oh, I don't know because there's still, most thing is about we're not, the most thing I hear is that we're not allowing Pogba to flourish because we're accommodating Wayne Rooney which is wrong because Pogba's playing in the position where he played in Juve. Instead of playing in the three, he's playing in the two but he's been given the role by Mourinho. Mourinho said it, he's got a free role within that midfield to move around which is why I think it's a bit dangerous to have a free role in the two though because as I said it's dangerous. he goes forward when he goes back he's left it is dangerous own. but that's why Carrick is essential because Carrick is that one player that was sitting that role because the way those two goals the Kapiwe goal and the um, Zuniga was it Zuniga's goal that, yeah. Yeah, that, the gap left was poor but all I saw in pictures was look at Wayne Rooney Wayne Rooney shouldn't have been in that position in the first place because if you have and a striker and the player that's behind the striker those two are the, the least that you expect to be moving back into those positions yeah. so the fact he's in that picture doesn't show anything the fact is that at the same time Rooney was run, the one running back to try and stop because he was far away Ru- Pogba and Fellaini were, were trying to block the cross they weren't yeah. in the, the position Pog- they should have been so Pogba wasn't with. even in the first picture so he went he, he went wrong because we had the ball and they ran off straight away expecting a counter attack yeah. you don't do that Counter-attack is a progression. Obviously, he has to be quick and he has to try and get forward quickly. But if you run forward and you leave a big gap in the middle, you now you're thinking the player's going to be thinking, do I have to play a long ball? Do I have to carry it? And Martial had his back to go already. Now, 
for him, it was a foul. But again, like I said about Gary Cahill against Swansea, if you put yourself in that position and you dilly daddy too long, you, you lose the caught. ball. You got caught. So, cool. would you would you say then that you're pro Rooney in the first eleven? Because the way I see it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pro or con Rooney. My solution is my thing is this: if he if we if he plays and we're winning, I'm happy because that's how it started this yeah. season. If he gets dropped and we win, uh, I'm cool. Right. Yeah. My problem is this though, because this is what my life has are arguing about. When he plays, we don't win. We don't do this. We don't do that. Um. Last season, when they went him out as well, he was injured for a month. Again, we didn't. We didn't, didn't. This isn't even a new thing as well. Yeah, just, we didn't win a game. He got dropped against Fink, and then this, this is this way the confusion for my United fans is in their head because it's like, okay, Rooney's not in the team. Now we're going to be fluid. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, and then we lose, and then it comes. It becomes the excuses. Oh, but we made six changes. You can't have it both ways. You ha- the only way Rooney being dropped is effective if if there is a clear plan. Of how to play exactly. without him because that's why I'm like yeah. you should have three if not Rooney's not playing three with Fosimenta and Carrick and can, yeah maybe that Conker. can work or if we have two figure out because Carrick and uh, Fellaini and Pogba is not going to work it's not going to work it's not going to work because Fellaini is another one that's positionally poor because he's a he's a destroyer but he likes to like Darren said likes to drop into the mid the defense too much and therefore you're leaving a big gap. But even if the team's not playing an attacking midfielder, they're gonna have that space. Mm. You're gonna do what they want. It's just, it's just like they're like, okay, so if you if you drop Rooney, do you play Pogba there? Okay, I'll play. I'll play. I want to play Pogba number ten. Okay, so who do you put next to Fellaini or Carrick or whoever? They don't know. Okay, Herrera or Herrera. Okay. Um, put, put oh, put Herrera there. Okay, cool. And then, okay, okay. But then Matav okay. is a better number 10 than Herrera. Exactly. Mkhitaryan is a better number 10 than exactly. Herrera. Exactly. But then they say, oh, the complaint was against City that oh, Mkhitaryan not only came back from injury, was playing right wing. Right wing last season, if you knew about Mkhitaryan, he scored he was... 23 and 632. So he's clearly effective in that role. Pogba's effective in the centre midfield role. That's what he says. He's a box to box. And then when you played your four, your glorified 4 3 3, which you wanted like you did at Juve, we still lost. Oh, f- Final. That midfield. On paper, it's what they wanted. Should have been, yeah. Was what 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 what, what a lot of main United fans wanted. What should have worked in theory. Exactly. So when when I talk about Rooney, James ain't one on paper. Okay. So when I talk about Rooney, people think I'm just so pro Rooney that he has start every game. He's a captain. Da da da. No. If we get dropped and we win, continue doing what you're doing because winning formally you don't change it. Yeah. If he's he started we started the season off well, he he assisted a few and he, he scored one. He stays in the team. You don't break something that's that's working. Then we started losing two, we lost one or two games. Everything becomes, oh, I hate Wayne Rooney again. And it's sort of like, not only, I understand Rooney is a part of the problem. That's, I'm not going not gonna to deny that. But then it's also, they're scared to criticise other players. Because Zlatan went missing. Again, I'm not even, even going to BS it. He, he bottled two chances to get City. Yeah. He, he went missing again in this game. He made, the the about, one thing he can say is that he had a very, very key part to play in the, in the, in the goal. Of course. But Rooney had a, a very key um, part to play in the goal against um, Hull. Same situation. But he was missing for the first 89 minutes. So if Zatan then appears for the, those 30 seconds and disappears for the rest, apart from one header that was saved well by the keeper, what's he done? Um, you can't criticise one player and leave everybody else. Because like I said earlier, in this day and age, it's not the captain that's the most influential these days. And that's not an excuse for captains. Because when you're captain, essentially, you're still supposed to play some key role in getting the team forward anyway. But at the same time, you can't just criticise one player and think if you if you change him, everything suddenly happens. It doesn't, because it doesn't just click into place. You need to have a plan. That's what I'm saying. I, don't think, I think 
the problems that Man United facing are term uh, are temporary because I do think that they're going to work out. Exactly. I think it. I think it will come with time. Sorry. But more to the point, why are we stressing off the five games, please? Because you want to win the league. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but yeah, people have seen City. Yeah, that's forgot, understand. Forgot what happened last season when they scored four without conceding and started panicking. This, yeah, that's they're scared is. because I understand. Understand you've and lost Pep two. Guardiola was Pep Guardiola. You've, you've lost two out of five. It's not great, absolutely not. But it's five games into the season. You still got thirty-three left because if we're in the next thirty-three, these same fans are not going to start talking the same nonsense they've been talking for the past five weeks. It's a fact. So you know, and it's just like. Players they like to nitpick every little thing, not it just Rooney every player, but it's because they've been sport about success. Because if you've been supporting a team that's win won everything from nineteen ninety two to twenty thirteen, when you start getting through the bad times, you're gonna get upset. But deep it, your team finished seventh, fourth, fifth, so the team's not that great right now. It's about time you realize that right now things are gonna happen. Rooney's gonna be dropped eventually. It's gonna come. There's gonna be a time he's not gonna be there forever. I think what's gonna happen is this this I think he's got two seasons max at uh, United yeah I think yeah. before I think if he goes he goes to Everton or goes to ML, uh, MLS that's what I think MLS he's, three, after he, after he he's like three or four goals away from record He'll isn't break he it, yeah, so he, break he, it. as soon as that's done I think people will, will start seeing him being phased out but I do think I think is it, I think he, I think Mourinho um, is sitting on a few of the solutions I'd like to see Timothy Fossey men sort of at least get on the fucking team sheet now like, he only believes in one youngster. Oh, because uh, in my opinion, Timmy Fosu Mansell for me had as good a breakout season as, as um, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, um, I think he needs to really look at how I, I know Blind isn't the, the the defender he would have, but, but he's, he's a the, defender that we need. But he's been the best so far, and he's the best. Blind and Bay together, they've got they've got the steel and you've got the silk that you need to be a good cohesive unit. And I think that defence has a lot more going for it than I think Smalling and Bailey because I think they're too similar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Smalling is so prone to mistakes at times. It's unreal. And I, I'm sorry, but um, last, my last point is that the treatment, again, of another player in this club has been quite disgraceful because the way they treat is Schweinsteiger, I, I, I can't believe that. You don't want the Memphis player. Memphis will be the next one, you know. I think I, I'm scared because... Memphis will think, be the next one. I understand you don't want a player, but you don't include him into the, the Premier League team, 25. They wrote off the 6.7 million And on the then take him out of the European well. squad, which is okay. I mean, if you don't want to put him in, you don't want to put him in. But then you write off the 6.7 million, especially make, it, especially make him a free transfer, say, go and train with the kids. It's the same shit that Van Hal did with... Um, Valdez? Valdez. You're just looking like a tyrant again. And, mm. this, and this is the thing. Schweinsteiger is a respected player in that team, in any team. It's Bastion's oh, fans, yeah. yeah. So players are going to look at that and think, yeah, I'm happy to be because the players are delighted to be coaching on Mourinho, but they're thinking, how can you treat someone like that? I'll I mean, tell you one thing. Oops, sorry, Mourinho's a ticket time bomb. He's got, he's got two years before the team turns on him. I, I'm, I'm wor- Hopefully not, but you know. On, something, on what you've just said, actually, I'm worried that his style of football, I'm not worried, I don't think this is actually the case, but you will see, I think, articles and people saying that football's gone through a paradigm shift. Mourinho, like Rafa Benitez, has had their time. Yeah, now it's time and now it's time team. for the two kills. Um, like, he played like, managers like them to take the forefront. Two kills of Simeone's and Paulis. Those managers are now going to move. And even Pochettino, you can put Pochettino's name in there as, as a new guard of managers. Because 
His last, I think his his last ten games record, his last ten games is not impressive. Poor, poor, very poor. And you start to think, if you look at the stats, I don't think this, but I know that this will come. You guys think, is it is it time? Is it is is Mourinho coming towards the autumn of his success? But he isn't. But you know, it's worth talking about. Worth talking about. You know what else is worth talking about? Steve Mandanda. He did well. And if you want to talk about eighth one of the world with uh, who is it? With Westbrook scoring four. Let's talk about the uh, ninth one of the world. It's Crystal Palace scoring ball. more than two against teams other than Liverpool. So I, I, I was just thinking. So essentially, what Andreas Tanser does is basically just if he's playing on the left, he's still always using left foot. He's going to cut in, do a Ronaldo chop, and then hit with his right. So basically, he's either a Ronaldo or Bale wannabe. He's either Ronaldo or Robin. Oh yeah, oh Robin, yeah, because Robin's Robin king. Robin is just the king of being amazingly one-dimensional. <laughs> but that's, and that's scary enough because you know what he's gonna do, but he still kills you. Yeah, you can't stop it. But it, but no, I have to. I mean, it was easy, man. Stoke up. Oh, they're trash. Like, I thought. I thought. Okay. People didn't defend. But Mark the, Hughes, the thing is, right, man for man. I'm standing up. Man for man, that Stoke team is solid. You look at that the team. Spine, it's good. You've got. Obviously, but they're missing Butland, but Butland's yet to come in. Shea gave us no mark. They're still missing in Zonzi. Yeah, you've got, you've, but then you can say that, but they've got Chinelli and Bruno. Yeah, they're playing. The year's playing. Starting Joe Allen and Glenn Whelan. You, got, you played the match before. But Chinelli and Bruno, you've got Martin Zindi, you've got Boney. That is a solid core. And then, yeah, and your wings have still got something like Bojan, you've got um, Anatovic, you've got, you got Shakiri. He's brought in Martins Indy as well. And Joe Allen's had a fantastic Euros as well. There you, you go. Know? That's the key word. Euros. <laughs> like, it's just like... Noah's had a fantastic Euros. He's no longer been seen. How Lawson Carnu? Uh, he just trained, man. He gives him 10 minutes. <laughs> let, let him do his thing. Preston Carnu. Preston and finish off someone again. Carnu. Don't watch. Don't watch. As, as, who's he played for? West Brom and Alvin. No? He, he came off the first game. Okay. It's his first game, so give him time, bro. You know, yeah. it's, it's the Chadley show, so. To be fair, he, he scored, like, one goal for Reading in the Championship the year before, so... Yeah, only, literally only one. There you go, anyway. Yeah, you continue. Yeah, um, no, Palace is... It was walking apart for them. It's, it's, it's like Stoke, there is no cohesion in that team. And it's poor, and when they do get chances, they somehow fall to Jonathan Waters, who's finishing, I'd rather not discuss... Somebody needs to get rid of. Yeah, he's somebody needs to get rid of. I don't know. Of. I don't know why Mark Mark Mark, Mark Hughes is like um, David Moyes in the sense of they have this weird obsession with much needed, a so-called much needed experience instead of what's good because like Moyes is not starting Duncan Watmore still for some reason, and this guy finds reasons to start Jonathan Waters even though quite clearly you've got players that are far above his ability in the squad. So, right now, I think we're all going to agree that Mark Hughes is probably number one for the sack at the moment. Unless um, you believe the press must Slavon Bilic. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they'd love Slavon Bilic if he gets sacked first because he's not, he's not British. You have to back the British coaches, but the British coaches are shit. They're putting, no, all, their, they're putting all their eggs in the Eddie Howe basket, but again, we'll talk about that. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, the reason why I always say football in the past, I mean, football now is better than football in the past, is because the great British managers they talk about are from the 80s, 70s, whatever, and they have Sarah Ferguson, he was by himself. 
because yeah, I ain't gonna let anyone come and tell me that Steve Bruce has done a good job anywhere or Steve Koppel did a good job by getting some promoted or Sam or Allardyce some Allardyce or Adam Kirbishley when he got chucked into the Premier League and he did okay they're not good they're not Don't good because you're Go no, fuck yourself. Be, no, no. To be fair, he, he, his point about some other like, time ago, no, up. time ago was f- was fair. Not that, not rating. Right, right, I've rating, never said that Sam Allardyce is right, quality. Right, 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 I said that you get, you know what you're getting from Sam Allardyce, and some teams need that. Yeah, that's what we West Ham need that. Sam teams don't concede four to West Brom. But yeah, Mark Hughes. I beg you to tell me different. True, but Mark Hughes is in the Mark Hughes is in that class of like an Anikobishi for me right now, because. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm saying it. I'm saying it straight. I'm saying it straight. Wow. I'm saying it straight because who's that? Who's that one now? The guy that works for um, Sky Sports. Chris Palace old manager. Steve Koppel. No, Koppel. They were that's Reading. No, no, not they were not. Ah, no, you're talking about. Poor the guy. Idawie. Yes. <laughs> Who's who's who was made famous of Andy Johnson and Andy Johnson kicked and, he, and we found out who he really was. That's no, why he got made famous by the, the term bounce back ability. And yeah, that, that as well. Yeah, and that was it. Like it's just like this kind. Of, this is the kind of thing. This is what they do. You have these British managers. Mark Hughes is extremely on Sky Sports or BT Sports soon enough as well. It's just like I don't rate these guys because they don't make any real if progress. Mark Hughes wasn't such a live like, footballer back when he was playing. He would not be getting half the ratings. But because he was live when he played, no, I still think I still think he would have just because he's British. Because at the end of the day, at Blackburn, people saying he was doing a great job. Blackburn didn't make any progress. They just stayed in the same sport every time, and he was depending on Morton Gas Pedersen. Then he went to went to Man City, and essentially he was trash at Man City he despite having company. that's his legacy. Yeah, despite having company and he had Robinho and all these guys, you couldn't make a success. There. He had Delano, who was a, a supreme talent. You couldn't do anything with him. And then you went to you went to um, Stoke, and then everyone's praising the fact that you changed the style and all that. But at the end of the day, you didn't make any progress again. It's the same old, same old shit. The point of making them good to watch if they can't defend. Exactly. You took away what they were good at, made them worse, and what they were worse at, you made them good. So well, essentially, they at what they were good at before. Then yeah, it doesn't make a difference. So it's like okay, they don't concede, but they win one 0 but they still they'll still lose, but they'll stay. Now you score goals, but you still get popped. So either way, you didn't balance anything out. You're still trash. So it becomes a time where it's like, okay, where does the box stop? Where are you going to look and say, okay, you know what? This guy's actually not doing a good job. I don't care if he's not Shakiri. Shakiri came because he spoke to you and you've got reputation and he wanted to get into Europe. Right now you're 20th, so you're not getting to Europe. And I'm going to shout out Miles Jacobson out here because on my seasons, in the second season, Stoke always finished last. Shakiri gets put in a free transfer, a transfer request. So... I mean, he might be Mystic Miles. Might be seeing the future. Mm-hmm. Mystic but, Miles Jacobson. No, it, it's a damn shame, man. As much as I want to praise Crystal Palace, that was, oh, that was shocking. Again, so you know, Mark Hughes, Ian Dowie, Alan Kirby, Steve Koppel, Neil Warnock, same class, same trash. Same class, same trash. That's the name of the podcast. Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. Just for that. <laughs> Cemented in the one hundred and wow, one hundred. What really? Together we made it. <laughs> we are a hundred episode. No, 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 no. Jesus, one yeah. minute, one hour since six. Yeah. Anyway, no, we aren't making it. What do you making see? it this year anyway? Swansea, they're gonna get rid of Ross. Is renegade? I don't think they get renegades. Okay, I'm, but, willing, I'm willing to make a bet on that. I, I'm not putting betting money because I'm, I'm kind of broke right now. But <laughs> you think I'm not? That's how confident I am. <laughs> no. I think they'll be fine. 
the only thing for me is they look lost with the ball. No, no, no. They look lost defensively. They lost one defender and it all came. It just all came to shit. Simple as that. The so one guy that organizes them, they've lost him. Was and it Jan Kirkov? Jan Kirkov hasn't seen. No, no. I'm talking about um, Ashley Williams. Williams. Oh, we talk about. I thought we talk about Spurs. Oh no, I know. No, no, I just don't. Don't worry. See this guy, bro. He just came back. He's not even. He's not, right, even, he's not even listening. He's not even listening. Not even listening. No, dickhead. <laughs> but Always no. Late as well. <laughs> but <laughs> boy, that he, he's just upset because you're gonna kick like next year. But anyway, <laughs> um, point being, um, yeah, it's they just don't know how to defend now. It's like oh, we lost one guy, and you'd think. As a coach, you say, okay, I've lost my organizer, so I'm going to try and teach these guys how to defend better. In any sense, they're just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. They lost Ayu. Have they replaced him? Boyer, but he's not been fit. There you go. And Lorente is just looking a bit more like Soldado these days. So, and I, I used to love Soldado. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we'll be, Bobby we'll Soldier. Yeah. When we heard Soldado went to Spurs, we were, we were very happy about it, but yeah. it never worked out for him. So, Personal problems as well, though. So. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't. I don't think they'll get relegated. I just think they're in for another very, very, very tough time. Um, in terms of Southampton, good dominant performance. Need to put more their chances in. I think Shane Long shouldn't be starting as a striker either. <laughs> but over Charlie Austin as well. That's, he's scored two midweek. Charlie Austin is actually a natural goal scorer. Yes. That's a fact. He's got. He's a penalty box striker, yeah. and I like my penalty box I mean, striker. Look at the way he finished it, chest and whacked it right into the top corner as well. So I like my strikes to do everything they possibly can to the best of the world's ability. Not everybody's on re, man. <laughs> but you know, I mean, part of Max Rashford. <laughs> oh my gosh! See? Oh here's my the gosh! Here's the thing. If I didn't believe in him so much, <laughs> I would have scathed you, my friend. But you're lucky. I believe in him. Yeah, but, but, but don't put the name there, bro. But anyway, I, I, I don't believe in him that much. If you know, if he does, though, hey, magic. Uh, he's being sure, like I said last week. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> You're waiting for that record. Of, for that. The moment Shearer's goal scorer record goes, hate Kale Shearer will be the happiest guy in the world. Hate of a passion. Sorry, Craig. Hope you still listen. Fuck Shearer. Continue. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Southampton, they deserve their win, man. There's not much to say about that. It's just not much to say. It's very comfortable for them. The Swans need to improve very, very quickly. Not much to say about the next game as well. Tottenham, Sunderland. No, there's, there's a bit to say about Tottenham. Go on. Because how are you having 31 shots and scoring one? Harry Kane. I didn't read the stats. You guys, no, you need to put your chances away. Harry Kane's going to be out for a long time. Three weeks. Well. It's three months. I think so. Oh, that was, shit. That ankle injury screamed ligament damage, man. Yeah, like, it, did. Mm. Did. Mm. it did. Because, see, the thing is, yeah, Take like, as, much as, said, as much as I said, as much as I said, I think, I think that's the team to beat City. If you have 31 shots against City, you don't be scored one. They probably would have scored five out of ten. So you got to score. you got to put your talented chances away. And now if he's injured, it's time for Phil Janssen to stand up yeah, or Vincent Janssen, whether he's called on a, on a certain day. Oh, yeah, Janssen. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? The sign, when I signed him, oh, his name is Phil Janssen. He went, became Vincent Janssen. Now he's Jan Janssen. I don't know if he's becoming banter between Tottenham fans or it's actually true. But I'm just hearing different things. Maybe he's just a fool. Maybe he's just Nigerian on the side. Point <laughs> being, like, you have to put these chances away because chance after chance after chance and you're not sco- you score one. It's nonsense. That, you said a better team would take their, their wrong chance. Yeah, like, I mean, I think who had that chance where it was saved on the line. I think. Ah, oh, um, ah, Filipino. Uh, was it? Was it Van Alho? It was um, ah, Pino. Pino. Yeah, yeah, Pino. Yeah. And see what I mean? You haven't had many chances, and you could have, you could have been punished for it. If that was Defoe, 
Defoe would have scored that. Absolutely. So we all know what Defoe's good at. Exactly. <laughs> so you, they're very lucky. It's just that like you're playing a very poor Sunderland side with a very, 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 very. He's a manager. Very, who, very. He's a manager whose time is gone. Very disgusting, disgraceful, trash manager. Who Vidic actually confirmed this week that he didn't did, see. He indeed. did say to Vidic to, to Champions Ferdinand. League winner. Champions League winners, team of the year, best set back pair in 2008. Been in FIFA, FIFA Pro World 11. This is this is by the way. Spiel. This Go is fact. And watch a video of Phil Jagielka. So not only has he even got, he's not even got half the England caps. Real so has. so so not only did we get a manager that didn't win anything, we then had a manager that hadn't won anything to go tell players that won everything to go and tell them to go and watch players that's won nothing. <laughs> So <laughs> you put that together perfectly. So, I mean, I mean, well, did you hear? Did you hear the story about Patrick Van Anhalt? Yeah, you guys explain it. Cause I don't have to explain it properly, but I only heard about it today. Right. So, so basically, randomly, I think towards the start of the game, five minutes before, before was announced, Jason Denier went over. Not Moyes. Jason Denier went over to Patrick Van Anhalt. Was like, "Say, bro, I think they're clearly boys, both Dutch and stuff." And they like, yeah. He went to, oh yeah, you're not starting. I'm starting. And then, uh, out of nowhere, that's it. And obviously, everyone loses his shit because, you know, why isn't yeah. he starting? Exactly. And there's no reason being given for it. I mean, if you're not starting, cool, but don't let the player come and tell me and then I can't that's find you. That's incredibly poor man management. It's, it's, it's cowardice. He's been a total coward. How can you tell your own player? Oh, go tell, go him. tell him that he's not starting. You're the manager of the team. But then again, I'm not surprised because the guy doesn't win anything so he doesn't have to do anything the right way. But and the thing is with David Moyes, he built his reputation on being able to build struggling teams. Everton were a struggling team when he took him over. So I've got no idea what he's doing. Well, he was in he's, he's gone backwards. Yeah, because he He's was, gone so again, far backwards again, since... Fam, he was in the era of Alan Kerbishley. This is, this is why I don't rate this guy, bro. Because if you're in the era of Alan Kerbishley and Steve McLaren and you can't win a trophy, the same Alan you are a failure. The same Alan Kerbishley that drops yes, Javier Mastrano for Hayden Mullins. Exactly. For who, sorry? Hayden, Hayden Mullins. Mullins. That's right. Failure. The same one that... um Who was the manager when Freddie Sears came through? We heard that Freddie Sears was supposed to be the next big <laughs> sensation. Was it Pardew? No, it was Ola. Zola, no, no, no yeah, yeah, Zola let them come through. Pardew's the one that said that this guy's the one for the future. Now he went to go play for Millwall. Where's he now? This is what I'm saying. So if you couldn't win a trophy back then, you had no right managing May Night. Let alone real, real freaking social dad. And now he comes to Sunderland, which, okay, cool. I mean, Sunderland are a great side in general, really. Not really even a big club, but still. At the end of the they're not even the biggest club in the area. Exactly. Substantially. Exactly. Well. They're the third biggest. But the point being... This, the things he's lacking off is common sense. Oh, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna make a change. I was sat in the dressing room with the players. I said, "This is my team." Wait, five minutes towards wait, the no. game is, is incredibly I start, poor. I want to start this guy instead. Which, by the way, made no sense because then you essentially benched your best player. But okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, but I mean, yeah, move to, to the stands. You have to move to the stands. Yeah. Move to the stands. So your best player had the involvement in the game anyway. But cool. So you say, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you can you come here for a second? Yeah, can you just go tell him for me? And then you know, I won't give him any explanation. I'll just go and just do what I'm doing because that makes sense. Like, it's just dumb. These are basic things you do. Oh, um, I'm at work and uh, the boss wants me to do this. Okay, but instead of the boss telling him, I'm going to tell him, oh, no, <laughs> no, it's basic bullshit. And it's just you got a manager who really shouldn't be a manager at that level anyway. He should be managing more of a conference south team. Shout out Dagenham Redbridge. Um, 
you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Personal joke there. Yeah, but you know, um, no, well done Tottenham. <laughs> well done Tottenham. Well done Tottenham. Michael. Top bins. <laughs> top bins goes to Jordan Henderson. What bins? Top bins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson. Yeah, because that that was just it's a peach, man. I don't even say that ever. It was a peach. Was absolute beautiful peach. goal of the season. You can take that and put that in top bins. Take a bow, son. Take a bow. Where can they find us, though, Michael? Uh, Twitter, free in midfield. SoundCloud, same thing. I'll say anyway, free in midfield. That's how the routine goes iTunes, iTunes, free in midfield podcast. Apple ish now, man. Get involved. And it's free, duh. So, you know, free downloads and that. I'm sure you guys got iPhones. you sure you can download that for free, you know. Even though you might not have the 7. Because fuck the 7. Fuck the 7. Hashtag team headphone jacks. Team headphone jacks. <laughs> Imagine, I want to put my headphones in. Wait, wait, I need an adapter. Wait, wait, I need another adapter. Oh, oh I'm listening to music. Oh, no, can I use music? Can I use headphones? This is music. No, no, I need to charge them first. You need to charge your fucking head. This is a completely different part of the podcast. Different podcast. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Free Me Full Podcast. Good night. Fuck off, boys.